Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Now here's the best, Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back for another lovely episode on this lovely Thursday. Hopefully everybody out there had a, uh, a wonderful weekend last weekend. Hopefully all your teams won. Dallas Cowboys you could kiss my ass. Um, that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm still bitter from Monday night. Um, that was just a horrendous showing from my beloved Eagles football team. But hey, at least got to watch a little bit of Flyers preseason game last night. It was a little bit um, excited about that. You know, even though we lost, it was, it was encouraging to to see some of the improvements that uh, the Flyers have uh, shown here. But um. Notre Dame, you know, I mean, I didn't get to watch it. I was listening on the radio, so gonna give best, you know, my best opinion about how it all went down. I did catch the last uh, quarter of the game, and maybe I should have stayed home because the last quarter of the game is when they decided to say, mm, "Okay, we're gonna play now." <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we also have UFC uh, fight night this weekend. You know, so there's there's a lot of stuff to talk about, as well as the Stay Tuned Sports podcast truck series which is which airs every friday night 9 p.m eastern over on 3y tv on youtube um but before we get into the show make sure you guys head over to staytunesports.net so you can follow all of our social media accounts there um definitely want to do that because i did another giveaway last week and the only way you can enter is by following us following us and seeing the thread to join uh, the giveaways. Not sure if I'm going to do a giveaway this weekend, or this week, I should say. Um, but got to keep an eye on our social medias to make sure you could uh, be eligible and, and get in on that action. Um, also, head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports. Just another way for you guys to show your support towards the, towards the show. Um, like I say every time, you know, all these giveaways that I'm doing is money that, that you guys either send to, you know, to, to show the support. I'm just giving it right back to you guys. I'm not, you know, putting it in my pocket or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, if you guys want to send, send me a million dollars, maybe I'll put a little bit of change in my pocket. But, uh, um, but yeah, so you could go over there, buy me a beer, even though it's called buy me a coffee. You know, a couple of the NSRA guys uh, have been showing their support. Speaking of those guys, 
give you guys a little insight here. Um, maybe in the next few weeks, hopefully, if I could get the sound down right, uh, maybe even next week, we may have like a Stay Tuned Sports Podcast roundtable. Have a couple of guys from the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series, and we'll debate a little bit. Um, had a good debate with uh, Ben Mashburn in our Discord channel about Jalen Hurts. Um, so, I mean, I definitely know how to trigger him now if I want to piss him off. So, uh, but getting into the show, and speaking of the Truck Series guys here, this past Friday they were at Atlanta, um, 100 laps, and I'll tell you what, it was a real quick race. Um, you know, I put it on, I think I missed the first like five laps or so, uh, but put it, put the, the race on, playing a little Call of Duty with the wife while I had it on the laptop. Next thing I know, I picked my head up and white flag the other um, kind of take a step back here when they did uh, go live with the broadcast Max Graphics um, Chris Darling uh, was doing a, a suicide prevention cause with it um, donating money for the suicide prevention and for every I forget exactly how much uh, each lap or whatever but for every green uh, flag lap that there was, he was going to send X amount of dollars if one of the Max Graphics drivers were in top five, so many dollars, this, that, the other thing. And I believe at the end of the race, um, especially with Jason Gracias winning the race, who is a teammate of uh, Chris, sent something like definitely over like 400 some dollars. So I so want to give a shout out to them. Uh, for putting that donation out there. I mean, especially, you know, with everything going on with this whole pandemic thing, it's hard to deal with. Don't feel like you're alone. Always reach out to somebody, especially, you know, the, the suicide prevention hotline. Um, don't have the number on me right here, but you could Google it or just, you know, call a friend. That's all you got to do. Um, and if you know somebody that might be a little depressed or whatever, check in on them. You know, a couple of my friends are, are deal with depression, and you know, I'm always checking in on just to, to make sure that they know they have someone to talk to if they're not feeling like they're in the right place mentally. Um, but as far as the race, you know, Matt Cherry, our, our state tuned sports truck driver, um, not a great race for him. I mean, he was loose pretty much the whole race. Uh, kind of looked like Tokyo Drift out there for a little while. Um, didn't have a great finish. He ended up uh, 19th uh, down a lap also. But he's, he's still, I, I believe, like 7th place in points or so. So he's still right there. Um, it's only the second race of the season. I believe we got 13 races this season again. So not too worried about you know him falling off. He's, he's very fast out there just... Has to get the, the drifting under control and have all the faith in the world that he will. But as far as the race itself, I mean, he wasn't the only one that was loose out there. Um, there was a couple trucks out there. I, I, I even counted about four or five within the first like half of the race, kind of drifting around turns three and, and four. And, you know, it just seemed like everybody was having a hard time with the trucks or with the tires. Um, and surprisingly, with all the, the trucks sliding around, bumping into the walls and things like that, 
only one caution and that caution i believe came out on a, like a freaky uh pit road accident so definitely a very impressive um race want to give a shout out to all the all the truck racers out there too because you know i do like a little drawing for them every week and they have to be able they have to complete 75 percent of the laps to be eligible we had like 29 or 30 um trucks racing last weekend and i believe i had to go all the way down to like 27th or 28th um truck was the last truck eligible to to enter the drawing i mean i've been watching these guys for about about a year now um maybe a little bit more than a year and that's a big field to have that many you know laps uh completed at least what i've seen you know maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm a little a little bit of a novice here but i was very impressed with that so kudos to all you guys out there keeping it clean out there and by keeping it clean it also helped raise money for the, the suicide prevention um program uh now the one thing i didn't do last weekend or last week's show which i kind of kicked myself in the ass because I, I had fun doing it last year bringing it back this uh season is my top three racers to watch for the upcoming race uh i wasn't the greatest at it last season so maybe i could turn my luck around i know uh andrew himmelman i was putting into the wall a couple times because i kept picking on him um chris darling i picked a couple times and i thought maybe it was me but so i stopped picking him and it turns out it wasn't me it was just you know he didn't know how to drive he he, he kept thinking it was all right hand turns not left hand turns but uh so here's my three uh, drivers this week to, to keep an eye out for. Um, first one is TJ Buck. He's back in the league. Um, in, in the first two races, he has two top 10 finishes. And he's always quietly like just driving around in the top five to 10 spots. You know, you don't really see him causing accidents or, or, or anything like that. Um, but he's always up. He's been always, you know, always up there. Uh, so he's definitely one to, to keep his eye on. Next one is, I believe, his teammate. I'm not too sure if they're on the same team or just kind of working together. Um, Joshua Sobel, our, our good buddy Josh that used to be on the show here, uh, used to drive the Stay Tuned Sports truck. Uh, not last season, but the season before that. Um, definitely came back, and he's been shown he has the, the talent to be up there. Um, the first race of the season, he had some computer issues, so he didn't finish the, the greatest. Uh, but last week, he got a top 10 finish. I believe he came in like 7th. I think uh, he he started off at the 6th spot and finished 7th. And again, he was another one up there, especially battling Matt Cherry for a, a few laps there. Um, so I expect him to have another... Another good outing this race. And then my third racer is Mike Aiello Jr. Hope I said your name right. <laughs> if I if I didn't, sorry. Um, he did finish first in the first race. But there was a penalty handed out to him for a lane change, which he didn't serve. Uh, it was the, the final restart you know on the race 
and he changed the changed lanes before he crossed the start finish line so he was supposed to take a, a black flag uh penalty but didn't take it race to the end he was you know first or second you know he's right there but because of that that penalty he was disqualified and dropped all the way back to the 12th and that's what actually helped matt cherry win the race uh that one but again he's another one always up front always in the top 10 it seems like now he did have computer issues i believe also in the first race if, if it wasn't friday night it was the thursday night when uh, he had the computer issues, but he's always up there. So he's definitely another one to keep an eye on to possibly pull out a one here. So those are my three racers to watch this weekend. Make sure you guys head over Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time at 3Y TV over on YouTube and make sure you subscribe to them. They're only 10 or so subscribers away from a thousand and supposedly they're going to do some type of you know cool video and everything so why not be the 1000th subscriber to push that video into play yeah. last weekend Notre Dame versus Wisconsin I unfortunately was not able to watch it um, on TV had some family activities to, to do I kind of wanted to do you know we took the my kids out to uh, pick pumpkins and do some you know pumpkin patch a ride type stuff um, but told the wife I'm taking my headphones. So uh, while we were there, I, I was able to watch the or listen to the, the game, and tell you what, you know, this offensive line, they're they're gonna kill our quarterbacks. You know, uh, Jack Cohen before he got hurt, he he was sacked five times. That is our biggest glare right now on this team. Now, it doesn't help that we're on our fourth left tackle. And our fourth left tackle, I believe, started the game and had what sounded like a terrible game because he kept getting replaced by a freshman. Um, Brian Kelly, also with the win, has surpassed Newt Rockney as the winningest Notre Dame head coach in history. You know, you look at the score, I think it was like 41-13 or something like that, and you're like, man, they, they really blew out Wisconsin, but they really didn't. And that's that's what's frightening to me is that everybody's going to look at that big of a score and be like, wow, Notre Dame's a powerhouse. You know, it was 13-10 Wisconsin with 14 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It really wasn't till, um first INT that we return, or I'm sorry, not the first INT, the uh, the kickoff return that we took back 96 yards. After that is when we kind of broke their spirits. I, I don't want to say that we, you know, finally clicked and finally put it all together. I think it was a matter of Wisconsin was, was hanging in there, hanging in there, battling, and we do that, and they probably felt like, man, we're back to square one. And we don't have that much time left. And then they, you know, you, you, they start pushing and they start making mistakes. And that's what happened. You know, we had the kickoff return for a touchdown. I believe we had two pick sixes late in that game. And listen, I, I'm happy we won. I'm happy, you know, we, we beat a ranked team. I really thought Wisconsin was going to really, like, 
will just run over us. You know, the way we played against the unranked teams, Florida State, Toledo, and, and Purdue, you're not going to win against ranked teams playing against, you know, playing like that against unranked teams. Now, from my understanding, from what I've been reading, Jack Cohen, according to Coach Kelly, said that if, as long as he's physically able to go, he's going to be our starter the the whole season. Uh, sounds like they found found their third quarterback of the team. Um, you know, for the past two games, they were running out there, Cohen and uh, I think his name was Buckner, our our second string quarterback, kind of like a. a a two-quarterback combo. But, you know, Coach Kelly said something interesting that, you know, I really didn't think about until he said this here. And what he said was, basically, you look at last year's Notre Dame team, it was a veterans t- veteran team, you know, um, tight ends all over the place. Um, Ian Book solidified the quarterback spot. We weren't doing the, the two quarterback system. Defensively we were we were pretty good. And they, they, they had an identity. Now we have a young team, a makeshift offense offensive line. We don't have an identity. I mean me personally I think if we could get that offensive line figured out and get that running game going, we would be a running team. Because we have very good running backs. But the running backs are only as good as their blockers. And their blockers aren't that great right now. And now with Cincinnati, number 7 Cincinnati coming up this weekend. This is a major, major test for this Notre Dame team. For this young Notre Dame team. We finally got a win over a ranked opponent this season. We're still undefeated. We're up to the number nine spot, I believe. If we could get a a win against Cincinnati, Coach Kelly's old team that he used to coach before he came to Notre Dame, I believe, we should creep back into that playoff talk. Not fully knock the door down, hey guys, we're here for the party. But maybe start putting some doubts in those um, those voters' heads like, well, maybe Notre Dame isn't as bad as we thought they are. Maybe that final score for Wisconsin, 41-13, may have actually been them and not just Wisconsin giving up. But a lot of things has to happen for Notre Dame to beat Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati past two, three seasons have been really coming on strong. We're going to need awesome play from all three aspects of the game. Offense, defense, and special teams. You know, offense last week was from what I've heard, you know, again, through my headphones, we weren't as good as we could have been. Sounds like defense and and the special teams bailed us out enough to get the win. We need some offense production. You know, if Cohen, Cohen's back in there, gotta get my uh, our tight end Maurer or Maury or whatever his name is. Gotta get him going. I've been saying it for three weeks now. Keep 
keep uh, Kyrie uh, Williams going. And hopefully we pull out an upset. Cause I, I, you know, I, I think it would be a big upset if we beat Cincinnati. Hopefully we can, and hopefully we creep in there and get our names back in the playoff talk. Like I said at the top of the show. Wasn't too happy with my Philadelphia Eagles uh, performance this past Monday night. And to be honest, I mean, I wasn't really excited about the game going into it just because I I had a feeling, you know, you look at the Atlanta Falcons game, the way we played there, I said to myself, listen, just one game. See how the rest of the the couple weeks go. I I always feel like, and this goes for college football too, after the fourth week, you look back at those four weeks and you can really see who your team is. And I don't know if our team is that team that showed up against Atlanta. I don't think our team is who showed up against Dallas. I think our team is somewhere in the middle there. And a lot of issues this past week. A lot of things I, I want to complain about. And the very first thing I want to complain about is Coach Seriani only giving Miles Sanders two rushes. Touched the ball five times. So he had two rushes, three catches. I think as far as catches, he had five targets. You have a top... If you were to give him 15 to 20 touches a game, he would easily be a top 10 possibly a top five running back. I firmly, firmly, firmly believe that. And you give him two carries. You're not going to win games. I think total um, rushing attempts, as far as a, a team, they had 12. They didn't run the, the first, the, the first run play they had was seven minutes into the second quarter. Now, I got in an argument with, with uh, our, our buddy Ben Mashburn from the Truck Series over Jalen Hurts. I'm not blaming Jalen Hurts for the issues that the Eagles are showing. That, to me, is on the, the, the front office and the coaching. Problem I have, and I, I hope this is not what's going on, I hope the front office isn't getting their hands into the coaching and saying, hey, put all the pressure on Jalen Hurts. Let's see if he can handle. Let's see if he's the guy. I consider Jalen Hurts a second-year quarterback. Whether, you know, the, these, the, the excuses I keep hearing, well, it's only seven games. Yeah, he only started seven games, but he's been on the Eagles for a year and a, you know, a year and a quarter now. He has time to learn. Grant, it was Doug Peterson's offense that he pretty much learned all last year. And that's why I think the Eagles, Coach Seriani, needs to uh, move this offense in a different direction. And they need to move it back towards a, a running 
run first offense or at least a balanced offense not 40 passes and 10 rushes before i came on the show here i looked at the the 2017 eagles when we won the super bowl with carson wentz because carson likes to run you know before he blew his, his knee out he liked to run he was he was a jalen hurts okay Went back, I looked at how many passes, how many rushes on the season the Eagles had. They were a 55% pass, 45% run. That is a good balance. Not a 75% pass and 25% rush that they did against Dallas this past week. No matter how good a run defense is, you still have to Run the ball. You still got to keep them, at least try to keep them honest. Even do screens, running back screens. They're pretty much running plays. And to use the excuse that, oh, we couldn't get the running plays in there because we only did 18 plays. Listen, you usually, you usually script about 15 and 20 plays. Come second quarter, if, the, if you haven't ran through your scripted plays, throw them away. They're not working. Go to something different. Figure out, you know, can't wait till halftime to make adjustments when you're you're playing that bad. And on top of that, at halftime, they were only down, what was it, 20 to 10? Or, you know, like it was a score, like a, a touchdown and a field goal. It wasn't like they're getting blown out 41-21 like the final score. Still could have ran the ball, but you chose not to. And... On top of that, you, you look at Miles Sanders so far this season. I know I just said, you know, I don't really like to make an opinion until after the fourth week or whatever, but he's been consistent even throughout his whole career. He's averaging over five yards a carry. You know how much that will help the offense? Not only Jalen Hurts, but the offense. If you just hand the ball off and he gets three, four yards. It, it's just insane. And the defense, I don't know what our defense coordinator was doing. You know, you got uh, Elliott just gashing us up the middle. You have our safeties hanging out deep, and our corners are just having a picnic with their the hot dog and, and, and hamburgers, while the receivers are just running all over us with their routes. And again, no adjustments until halftime. I know you don't want to abandon the game plan sometimes, but sometimes, you know what? If it's not working, you gotta change. You gotta change. And speaking of Jalen Hurts, what I would like to do now is bring back another segment that we started last week is our hot minute take. And I want to explain why I don't think Jalen is ready for all the load. So, with a minute on the clock, here we go. If you watch uh, Jalen, how, how he played this past week, plus the week before, he's not a passing quarterback yet, okay? There's a difference between dual threats, running quarterbacks, and passing quarterbacks. He's a running quarterback right now. He's on pace for 1,000 yards rushing with maybe two, 3,000 yards passing at best you know people want to say oh well what about Patrick Mahomes Russell Wilson 
their running quarterbacks and, and they, they they won Super Bowls. No, they, they really haven't. Patrick Mahomes, past couple years, you know, since he came into the league, hasn't had more than three or 400 yards rushing. Russell Wilson had one season over 550 yards. That, to me, is not a running quarterback. That is, that's a, a dual threat, if you want to call it that, but that's also more of a passing quarterback than a running quarterback. I just don't think Jalen Hurts is a dual threat just yet. So the last two segments of the show, before we go, is our blue picks and our combat corner picks. Here are our blue picks. your blue picks of the week brought to you by skunk duck studios the best ducking designs on the web that's right so last week week three i actually had another good good week i went uh two and one just kind of recap it i had the panthers over the texans for my blowout obviously they blowed them out blew them out 24-9 but they also had some uh, serious injuries. They lost their first-round draft pick, Horn, to a, I think it was a broken foot. And Christian McCaffrey is out uh, a couple weeks with his injury. Um, my lock, I had Arizona over the Jags. I was nervous in the first half. When I saw that score that the Cardinals were losing, I was like, well, maybe this this will be the time that the Jaguars finally get their first win. But they didn't. Arizona came back. And beat them. And then as far as my upset, I took Washington over the Bills. Listen, I just threw a dart at the, the dartboard there. Um, hoping Washington would make me look like a genius. But did not even come close to making me look like a genius. Bills just absolutely destroyed them. Um, it was like 40-some points to like 10 or whatever. So, But as far as this week's picks, and you know, on, I'm 6-3 and three on the season. So maybe I, I may start... Put a little money on these these, uh, these bets here. So for this week's picks, my blowout pick, I have the Saints over the Giants. Saints are giving seven and a half points. Major problems with the Giants team, especially when Daniel Jones is your leading rusher of the team. You have Shaquan Bar- Barkley, and he's not the leading rusher. You know this team is just. I mean, I don't know if they're as bad as the Eagles, but they're they're competing with each other as being the, the, the worst in the NFC East. And on top of that, the Giants lost one of their uh, top defenders to the you know to uh, ACL uh, is out for the season. Um, my lock pick: Chiefs over the Eagles. Um, Chiefs are giving seven points. Yes, I know they're one and two. Yes, I know they're they're struggling right now. But the Eagles are not a good team right now. And I expect the Chiefs, hopefully with Andy Reid back on the sideline, I know he was released from the hospital. I saw reports of him being 
dehydrated. That's why they rushed into the hospital as a precautionary thing after the game. But Chiefs aren't going to be happy in their last place and with a losing record. So I expect them to come out and just just destroy us. There's so many problems with Philly. You know, offensive line, we lost another guard. We're down to our third string uh, right guard. So I'm curious to see how Seriani puts a, a lineup together for that team, for that game. My upset, I have New England over um, Tampa Bay. New England is getting six and a half points. I know I've seen a couple people on Twitter and Facebook compare Mac Jones right now, this part of the season, to Cam Newton. His stats compared to Cam's stats last season. But it's Bill Belichick. He's going to be... He's going to want to win this just to hush Brady up because Brady won the Super Bowl last year and Belichick didn't the first year that they separated. Not sure how they'll pull it out. This might be another Washington pick for me. Um, taking a shot in the dark here. I mean, New England has a good defense and Tampa Bay is giving up a lot of points. So I, I'm hoping that goes in New England's favor of their offense. And it's Brady's first time back in New England. So I'm thinking they're they're looking to uh, spoil the homecoming. So hopefully, maybe I'll go 3-0 this week. Not sure if that's going to happen. But up next is our Combat Corner, which is brought to you by BetAngles.com to sign up for their free Bankroll Builder Week. That's BetAngles.com. So we got UFC Fight Night. This weekend, Diego Santos versus Johnny Walker. Um, should be a good fight. You know, I mean, Grant Santos is on a three-fight losing streak. Walker is still young. Santos is kind of, you know, he's coming off a loss that was his first fight back since he tore his ACL. Um, but as far as the card, doesn't look that bad again. Uh, the co-main event, we have Kevin Holland versus Kyle Dacus. That one's in the middleweight division. Uh, before they come on, this fight I can't wait for. The welterweight fight, Alex Oliveira versus my boy, Nico Price. Uh, middleweight division, Misha Serkinov versus Christoph Jocko. And uh, we have a women's bantamweight fight, Aspen Ladd versus Macy Chison. And kicking off the night, lightweight uh, fight here, Alexander Hernandez versus Mike Breeden. Um... This, I mean, the fight kicking it off, I'm not too excited about it, I guess you want to say. Um, Hernandez is 2-3 and three his last five, and Breeden is making his UFC, uh, UFC debut after losing on the Dana White Contender Series. Now, I kind of remember Breeden, his fight was real close, real entertaining, and I think that's why he got the contract to come to UFC. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm going with him. I think he's going to, you know, it's, it's a good debut fight for him you know it's nothing too monstrous that he's not going to overcome not be able to overcome so i think he's going to pull off the win um the women's bantamweight fight with aspen lad versus macy Chizan. i've always liked aspen lad um she's four and one last five and she won her last fight she was undefeated until two fights ago and it was uh I can never pronounce the girl's name, but she fought for the belt like twice. So, I mean, it wasn't no slouch that she lost to. It was a very 
good fighter that she lost to. Um, and it was a good boxer, too, because I remember that one, that, that she got knocked out. Herb Dean called it. Some people thought it was a little bit of a, a quick stoppage. I kind of agreed with Herb Dean how it fell, you know. Um, but I'm expecting her to pull out a win, get back on a win streak to climb her way back into possible title contention. After them, we have the middleweight fight, Misha Serkinov versus Christoph Jocko. I got Jocko here. Um, Misha is 2-3 and three in his last five. Jocko is 3-2. and two. Now, Grant, uh, Serkinov's losses are pretty much the top 10 guys. So, it's not, again, not like he's losing slouches. But I just think Jocko's a better fighter. I think he's going to pull out the win here. Um, Walter Waite fight this one is uh, possibly could be a fight of the night candidate Alex Oliveira versus Nico Price Oliveira is 2-3 in the last 5 um, he's lost his last 2 by submissions though Price hasn't been doing so well um, his last uh, fight that he won was against James Vick with that nasty up kick that knocked him out uh, after that he had a loss and then he had the uh, Cowboy Cerrone fight that ended up in a draw and then he lost his last one as well so this might be a, a make or break fight for Nico Price and if he could put on a good performance and pull out the win I, I think he may get some of that confidence back and maybe able to go on a, a run here um, and then uh, then we have the co-main event Kevin Holland versus Kyle Bacchus Kevin Holland lost his last two, mostly because it was a glaring weakness came out about his wrestling. He had no wrestling defense, pretty much was just worried about his striking. You know, he, he was thinking he could just knock people out and, and, and win that way. But his last two, there was no attempt of trying to stop the takedowns and no attempt of trying to get back up. So he, he kind of regrouped. He went and trained with Daniel Cromier for a week. Realized some of the middleweights were training with him. So he said, you know what? I want to back out of here in case I fight these guys down the road so they don't don't know any of my, my secrets. So he actually is training with Johnny Hendricks, the former um, UFC champ, which is not a bad guy to train with. You know, he used to be an NCAA champion wrestler. Plus, he has knockout power, so he has some boxing um, experience. Now, granted, Johnny Hendricks sucks now and tried bare knuckle and got his ass kicked, but in his prime, he was a guy not to mess with. And for Kevin Holland to go train with him is not a bad idea uh, to train with him. So I'm going with Kevin Holland here. I think he's going to get back on track here um, after those two losses. And then the main event, light heavyweight, fight Diego Santos versus Johnny Walker like I said Santos is on a three fight losing streak since fighting John Jones for the belt and we've seen that a lot we've seen it with Anthony Smith we've seen it with Glover Toshira that these fighters when they fought John Jones and lost you know the, the chance at winning the belt kind of had a, a losing streak now granted Anthony Smith has bounced back uh, Glover Toshira I believe is going for the belt now um, second time around so you know, maybe this is the fight that Diego Santos gets back into the, the right way of you know the win column, but I don't think he does. I'm going Johnny Walker here. 
Um, Walker, his last fight looked good. Seems like he's back to the old Johnny Walker when he, he had a pretty good streak going there till he, you know, had a couple losses. Um, so I'm going with Johnny, Johnny Walker uh, for that, that fight. And that is our combat corner, which is uh, brought to you by Bet Angles. Make sure you head over to betangles.com to sign up for their free bankroll builder week. That's betangles.com. So I think that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, before I go, make sure you guys head over to staytunesports.net. You want to make sure you follow our social medias, our Facebooks, our Twitter, especially those two, because that's where I announce if we're going to do a giveaway. And even though I say I'm not doing a giveaway right now, who knows? Maybe I become generous over over the weekend and do a pop quiz giveaway or something like that. Uh, also, head over to www.buymeacoffee.com/stsports in case you want to help, you know, support the show that way. If you don't want to buy some merchandise, which is over on the website as well. And don't forget, we have a chat line. Um, maybe you don't agree with by. Jalen Hurts, hot minute take. Give me a call, 612-STS-CHAT. Tell me why. Tell me why is he a franchise quarterback in your mind or how good you think he is. So till next week, it's your good friend Jimbo, signing out.